Ready, set, go! This is the Checkpoint XP Podcast. Check out our international radio show and daily podcast at CheckpointXP.com. Here are your hosts, Nate Bender, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan. Checkpoint Reach. Hey, welcome to the Checkpoint XP Podcast on B-Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery, exclusive, uncensored, and extended conversations from the nationally syndicated crew of the Checkpoint XP radio show, talking about lifestyle stuff and, uh, you know, living that XP life. Lifestyle stuff. That's right. That's right. The uh, XP aesthetic. That's right. There we go. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Aesthetics. you know what? I, I like that name, actually. It's not bad. My name is Nate Benner. I'm joined by the Checkpoint XP crew, Robbie Landis. Podcast. Norris Howard. Boss up and get this money. And Joe Slum. Check a look. Uh, so we like to start off the show. Yeah. With some iTunes reviews. Yeah. Apple Podcasts. I got to I got to have some. We get yeah, we do. Uh, say we get some. Yes. All right. That's we right. Yeah. do. Oh, how many, that's exciting. How many, how many do you want? How many we like get? Like 20 if you can do it. We got four. Four? No, oh, bad. Four. You know what? I say two now, two next week in case they let us down. I That's like fair. That. That's fair. All right. Two That's now. fair. All right. So our first review coming to us from Bazinga65566. 65566. Okay. Says better than a Mrs. Freshly's. That's an old joke. That's right. an old callback. Uh, a, that old chestnut. It's actually pretty sh- shameful how long I've listened to these gentlemen without leaving a review. A crime I now mean to remedy. Aww. Very good. Uh, they will infuriate you as often as they delight you, but nice. that's all just part of the fun. Definitely check out these guys. Torquil, rather dashing. Thank you, Torquil. Oh, Torquil. Thank you. Do you want a long one or a short one? Where's your ass in the chat? We ain't seen you in a minute. <laughs> it's been a, it has been a moment. I like the long ones. You like the yeah, long yeah, ones? Long one. Whoa. Whoa. Can we Phrasing. get a drop of that? Phrasing! Yeah, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. Like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, this one comes to us from Volkai. Uh, the last bed, best podcast you'll ever want. Aww. Turns out you can put in a new review after six months. I didn't know that. Oh, the oh. Volkai? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no wonder why it's long. Uh, since my last review, the Checkpoint XP crew has addressed my complaints over uh, over reliance on the word whatnot is gone. And uh, while still not airing in Detroit, having Checkpoint XP daily on Apple Podcasts is a big step up from Mixcloud. Checkpoint Radio is the first and best source for video games. It's Checkpoint XP, but uh for uh video games and esports news but thank you very much we appreciate Volkai, for the review Since you want to correct people yeah thank you for all the nice stuff and whatnot that you said <laughs> we uh we really appreciate it by the way make sure to leave us a review on uh apple Podcasts if you can that's the best way that they uh come to us uh we appreciate all the reviews that that's we right. get in uh and also make sure that if you haven't you leave a review over on the checkpoint xp daily podcast that's it's also uh, available through Apple Podcasts. We read that every we read reviews from that uh, every Monday. That's right on uh, the Daily Show. Well, and apparently, if it's been six months, go leave us another review. That's right. Uh, currently, we have thirty-seven reviews on the Checkpoint XP Daily Podcast. How many, podcast. Good, how many bad? Uh, that's a 
great question. Our average is 4.8 out of those 37 reviews. So hey. I'm going to say that it's mostly positive. Uh, and then, by the way, for uh, this show, we have 147 reviews. So uh, wow. I want to I thank everyone uh, for your time and uh, you know going over and reviewing the show. If you haven't done it yet, or maybe it's been six months since the last time. Which uh, the show has changed. It has changed quite a bit. Make sure you uh, track the show down on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Uh, so we got a, a lot to talk about today uh, because we want to talk about gaming merch and uh, you know the way that we just wear the, the, the love for gaming on our sleeve. That's going to be coming up here on the Checkpoint XP Podcast. This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. Hey, welcome back to the Checkpoint XP podcast on B-Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery. Uh, All right. So, you know, I was thinking as I was driving in today that, you know, like, what is the reason that, you know, people giving money to streamers is like such a normalized thing? Because it happens so fast, right? Like that that relationship between streamer and and, uh, uh, donor, really happened so fast and was so like it lit up so quickly you got to wonder where does that come from and i think that there's been a real lack of you know video game merchandise from when we were young you know to be able to consume because that's one of the things like there was so little of that that i was able to partake in as a kid that now exists everywhere right like it's so easy to go out and find memorabilia paraphernalia Mm -hmm. uh branded for your absolute favorite expensive and cheap exactly branded for your for your favorite uh video i mean this is literally the only reason why gamestop is still in business it's true well quote unquote in business. Yeah, you're right. They're hanging on, kind of. Yeah, you're right. No, but I mean, I think it's a very, very interesting thing when you think about it, because like, everybody has a sort of a, a console or platform that they're loyal to, and nobody really kind of questions that. And everybody has game series that they love, but for a little bit, at least where I grew up, if you wore game paraphernalia back in the day, that was licensed to get beat up. Unless, yeah. it, was, <laughs> unless it was something that was like truly... Like dope, you know what I'm saying? Like what you know, are, something the, associated with maybe like GTA or something. Sure, brand. Sure. Like one of the things that I got teased about, uh, you know, one of the very first things that I got teased about by some of my classmates was I don't remember who who did it, but somebody did branded Mario toys where like it had it had uh, a spring on the bottom mm-hmm. and it has suction cup. I remember would, like, those, yes. and they would pop up. Yeah. yeah, and I had some of those Mario my, three. It was Mario three because you had the Tanuki suit Mario. Yep, yep you're. 100% right and I had those and I had them in my backpack one day mm-hmm. and uh, someone found them and like teased me that, like there was like seven or eight kids that teased me mercilessly and that was one of the first times that I felt like I was I was an outcast or yeah. ostracized from my peer group and it's weird how 
you know, first of all, how they used to be so rare back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Don't get me wrong. But for how commercially successful video games were, mm-hmm. you would have thought that there would have been a lot more effort to parlay that into on it a lot quicker. Yeah. Well, at the same time, I think apparel wasn't necessarily hot like that back in the day. Right. It was all about toys. Cereal, okay, now see, a bunch of other stuff. See, I, I definitely think that our generation helped to push that forward. The idea yeah. of not just gaming culture, but nerd culture in general. And I think there's two reasons for that. The first, I think, is that we identify more with what we do and what we love than the generations before us sure. did, right? And despite what the boomers might think, we are all fiercely loyal to our brands but there are brands, right? Yeah. Right. You don't give a crap about Diamond or Red Solo Cups or or, or uh, uh, Applebee's or whatever. But when it comes to Marvel or you know when when DC. when when it comes to D- mm. uh, but when it comes Marvel to the stuff, or DC, right? The stuff that we grew up with, though, the games, you know, Metal sure. Gear Solid, you know, stuff yeah, yeah. like that. We are fiercely loyal to that, and we want to be able to show it off to people. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And you know, I I think back to when I was growing up, you know. I, I, dude, it wasn't Gen Xers or Boomers that made Japanese import stores a thing that you found in every single mall no, across it was, America. It was, it was older it was millennials, hundred percent older millennials that were into you know the media that would be imported, um, you know the culture that was being when the imported. Anime boomed at the turn of the century, yes. and 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 that's the thing is like you know I I think that millennials don't really even realize their own economic. Power. Mm-hmm. Like, look at mm-hmm. look at two huge industries that we've basically built with our spending power, and that's been video games. I mean, uh, yeah, Gen no. X has a little bit of uh, of, of but to where it is now is uh, millennial. Uh, uh, the the streaming culture yeah. and everything like that that is a hundred percent millennials. But we also were the ones that were importing anime and watching mm-hmm. anime and real like so we built the anime boom as well yeah it's true and, and like i don't know how many of you guys remember you know having you know maybe a couple of well-off friends who maybe their family has satellite or something that yeah. they may get some sort of international channels and you'd be like yeah man i'm way ahead. it was probably a lie of course because you never went over to this kid's house <laughs> but they sat back and be like, oh yeah i'm way ahead on dragon ball z man ah, I'm, ah, I'm, I'm on the i'm on the android saga I'm I always thought that that was a lie until I went over to my aunt, uh, my aunt Courtney and Uncle John's house, mm-hmm. and they had some weird channel that showed subbed anime, and it was legitimately way ahead of where Toonami was. Oh no! Yes. Oh, that would have, that would have I, dude. I, I knew, I, I knew who Mister Satan was before he was a Hercule. Car- yeah, before he was Hercule. That's, that's crazy because like. Like so many, I thought that was always just like myth and rumor. No, that, that was something. It's that not. Happen. There was. I don't even remember what channel it was, but it was some obscure cable channel, and they did. They showed. Um, they showed original episodes of Dragon Ball subbed and Dragon Ball Z. That's I a real thought, thing. That's a very real but it's thing. Like, but perfect example of this is like I believe earlier in the week, like Sailor Moon was trending 
on Twitter, and the only like you saw Paris Hilton commenting about Sailor Moon and I a think bunch it's of other. She, she cosplayed as yeah, she as cosplayed her. as that. So like that's the thing is that there are a bunch of people who are our age and a little bit older and definitely younger who completely resonate with this kind of stuff. Yeah, and it, it's just like it, in a way, it's our sports teams, you know, because well, a lot of people in nerd culture aren't necessarily into sports, right, or even esports for that matter, but they're into their tribe, you know, their game right. or their well, anime. That's the thing. Unlike generations past, no one anymore is a fan in solitude. You are a that's fan. That's true. Being a fan is you ain't a gotta hide it. experience yeah. nowadays. And I think part of it is that growing up, so many of us kind of had to keep the things that we were fans of secret or quiet because you did open yourself up well, to being picked I mean, how many for times? It. how many times in your own friend group of people that you know and are friends with, you'd bring up something that no one else either has, has context, context for, for yeah. or is into? You I know took what I pride mean? in that because I was that friend. And I took pride because Hipster. people were like, what are you talking about? And I'd be like, um, just forget about it. It's really cool, but you wouldn't understand. And like, I was like, oh, you, were, you wouldn't that, understand. I was. I was Ugh. that kid when I would be talking about freaking Escaflone or something like that. They'd Escaflone. be like, what are you talking about? That was on Fox Kids for a while. It sure was. Mm-hmm. Really? And then when Escaflone? they came, yeah. it sure was. For one season, I one think. One season. Wow. One season. But that's that's the thing, man. It, it's you know, and we, especially when we talk about game merch and game sort of chatskis and stuff like that. Yeah, that's like a new thing, man. It is. That's it's, a, it's that's a, a fairly recent to, to find in the quantity that you do these days. Yeah, yeah that's a brand new thing. But look, look around, and even people our age at so many places, when you see them just out at a bar or whether it's at work or whatnot, you know. Like so many in the generations before them, they got to a certain age, put the graphic tees away, got a bunch of button-down yeah. shirts, and that's mm-hmm. what they wear now. But our generation, I f- oh yeah, wait, our generation? Uh, I would say a little older than our generation, like my age. I'm early, 30, I'm early gen. I mean, late gen Xers. Late, late gen, late see, gen like, Xers. I, I okay. I, I feel fuck, like you're on the cusp of this. I well, you know what that's called? It's called Xennial. That's stupid. It's so dumb. That's stupid. It's so dumb. We're not doing that. Fucking hate it. We're not doing that. Fucking hate it. We are not doing that. Acknowledge that term. No, No, we're not doing that. Yes, I am on the cusp. I'm right. I mean, '84 was the year that I was born. So, and they say millennials start at '83. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm like right there. But I mean, I get it. Yes, like, like uh, younger Gen Xers. I, I don't. You know, like when I see. People my age out at the bar, though, I definitely see a lot of graphic tees. Yeah. I definitely see a, still a lot of cargo shorts. Okay, you know what I mean. Like, I, I feel yeah, it must be that a little bit older than us. That the you know some mid millennial or mid Gen Xers, but there was this run of people where they just. They put it all away, and that was that, it. That's what you were supposed and to do. Our generation was, yeah. said, screw that. This yeah. shirt's awesome. Yeah. I'm wearing that. And it's the same thing. Norris, I thought you made a great comparison point. What sports were to the generation before us, our fandoms have become to us. Oh, totally. No, without a doubt. Because, I mean, how faux pas was it to wear your jersey out when it wasn't game day? For people like our parents' age, like you didn't see it very much. You didn't see a lot of guys walking around in their full blown sports paraphernalia, you know, on days that weren't Sunday or the yeah. weekend. Maybe you know, okay, I got to run the low, so I'll throw on my Lions <laughs> jersey or throw on my Steelers jersey and go to the hardware store and come back. Like that's when Dad wore his, you know, his tribal wear, if you will. Right, right. But when it was time to rep the tribe. Yeah, you know, or you have, you know, a Jersey day at work or mm-hmm. something like that. That's when. 
you wore it. But you didn't see it at the bar. You didn't see it, you know, at, you know, social gatherings. You know, they were still buttoned down up. Happy hour culture and stuff like right, that. You know right. what I mean? Seeing that sort of kind of fall off and now come back because it's millennials doing it. All this stuff is acceptable. You know what I mean? It's acceptable now. First of all, everything's more casual. But it's acceptable now, you know, to to rock your graphic tees to the bar and stuff. Nobody cares. You, you can even actually see it, like, perfectly in practice here in, in, in the radio station. Oh, you see where, the generational where, where, where cutoff. We yeah, like, there's people <laughs> who still wear, like, you know, either nice clothes or even straight-up suits. And then you get to, like, the younger generations who, yeah, walk around their graphic tees or or in their eSports. Like, how would you style. feel if our station manager walked in here right now with a full-blown, like, duo Maxwell gun? Gundam Wing like graphic tee. That would be weird. I'd, so weird. That would be weird. I feel like we would sit here in stunned silence for the better part of 20 minutes. <laughs> and he'd just, be like, what? "What?" Yeah, he's just like trying to talk to us and we're just like, uh-huh. I think we know what we have to get him for like Christmas oh, or something. Totally, totally get yes. him a Gundam Wing graphic tee. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Oh, that would be really, really weird. You, you know, a p- part of it is is obviously also uh, the prol- proliferation of uh, technology and like the internet and stuff like that. Because like you guys E-commerce. said- Growing up, if there was nobody else who was into it that just made funny, but you kept it your, to yourself. But now you can find those other fandoms yeah, exactly. online, and, and 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 that's to the point that I was trying to make, like actually importing stuff from Japan. Like, do you like how did when it was convi- still when it was still goddamn difficult? Yeah, we were doing that. I mean, right? convincing your parents right to like open this catalog because things were still in print back in the day, or if you were one of the you know select privileged few who were on the whole e-commerce wave, if you will. Uh, but convincing your parents to purchase something from another part of the world yeah. that was going to take three weeks to get there. Yeah, I mean. That that was a that was a tough hill to climb. Oh, dude, in trying to convince them, trying to convince them that five hundred yen is not actually that five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, totally. I, I mean, like I I remember I had bought a Green Day Japanese import single because it had a bonus song on it oh. that didn't come on mm-hmm. the normal album, and like that song. I still don't think that you can really find that song in a lot of, in a bunch of places. And so like, yeah, like I, I really legitimately think that, you know, we as, as a generation have much, much more economic impact than we give ourselves credit for. Um, and, and, you know, to me, if we're able to prop up something like anime, which has become a massive industry. Oh yeah. Think about the other things that if we got behind it, we could legitimately prop up and support. And I think like, like the things that we do get behind this part, like Robbie was hinting earlier, it's just the reason we see so many articles about millennials is because it's just not the things that they care about. Yep. We, we pick yeah. our own things that we like. Millennials like, are right. spending less money where you want us to spend it, but go check out right. micro or microtransactions in Twitch. We're spending way more that, than but we that's should what, be. That's such a great point, though, because as so many millennials are turning to e-commerce and microtransactions, you can't say, oh, millennials aren't, you know, they aren't going to restaurants anymore, and then in the very next article say millennials are propping up restaurant culture. I, it doesn't make Makes sense. I really want to get into. I want to dive a little bit deeper into this point and uh, and and talk a little bit more about the way that millennials have given digital goods real value. That'll be coming up next here on the Checkpoint XP podcast. This is Checkpoint XP esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com
Welcome back to the Checkpoint XP podcast. You know, uh, before we took the break, we were talking about digital items and having value and how that is a distinctly millennial thing, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. Can you can you imagine boomers like like fully wrapping their head around the idea of a digital item holding value? Oh no. I, listen, from, just from the conversations that I had to have to get a ongoing subscription to Final Fantasy 11, no, I, I like I had to explain like, but it's it's entertainment that's constantly updating. It's no different than going to the movies on a regular basis. And th- my parents could not accept that concept. Well, maybe this is just the exennial in me, but there is a part of me that does understand. Sure. Why older generations look at this as so stupid and part of me wonders is like are we really getting played here i are think right? we definitely are because when you buy something that has no it's not a physical product you can't resell it it doesn't have sure. a secondary no, market here's, value but here's well, the thing and when it does tomorrow you don't have anything no but, but here's but, the but when when it does, look at Valve. Look at Valve and and allowing gun skins to have a secondary market. You start getting into all kinds of ethical problems yeah. with buying and selling and trading Listen, those things. But there's a, a, those ethical problems just exist with the concept of resale to begin with. So here's the here's the the, the sort of comparison I always draw is that. Everything. This is intrinsic value because something like a skin in a video game ultimately does nothing for you. You cannot eat it. It does. You can't provide warmth. It, right. it doesn't really satisfy the foundations of Maslow's hierarchy, if you if you will. Right. Right. But neither does something like baseball cards. It's literally. It's a physical that's, thing. That's not true. That's it's not a, true. Baseball cards can sometimes increase yeah, it, in value over the years. There was a secondary mm-hmm. market that... But, that's a, but what I'm saying is that is an intrinsic value based on rarity, but it does not provide anything fundamental to the human experience right. in terms of no, no, no. sustenance. I, I understand and, and that. that. I understand that, but that's even one more level of that because now, let's say they shut the game down forever. Mm-hmm. Your digital item that you paid $16 for yeah. that had value at that time now is literally a pile of dust. Can you, it is can't even nothing. look hey. at it in your hand Yeah, you can't. You, you don't even get the value out of that that you paid for. Okay. So there is a part of me that goes, oh yeah, I do understand this criticism. Here's a better example. Beanie Babies. Everybody bought Beanie Babies in droves because everybody assumed that Beanie Babies at some point... But it was an item that point, lost their value. But, but everybody assumed that at some point Beanie Babies would have value. Guess what? They didn't. Yeah, they but didn't. no one no one can like turn off the beanie baby value market. They with might as well no, have. No, 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 I understand that that's where it went, right? Like the bottom falls out of markets all the time, mm-hmm. but it's not because somebody turned a key to a server to off, yeah. right? Like that is that's an added layer of risk in an investment. All right, and to, to be fair as well to Nate's point, if someone flips that switch, your closet of what could be used as firewood doesn't vanish. <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah, you I can still burn them for warmth. I mean, I, I get it. Like when when you talk about like a digital good, uh, but we're talking about something when we're talking about digital goods. The problem is that we call them goods. They're actually not, they're not good. They're an experiential service. 
And that's what that is at that point. You are paying for something experiential, something that when you look at it, you experience it and you like it more. Yes. Comparing it to movies is probably probably one of the greatest. Comparing it to any kind of entertainment yeah, because is because everybody is going to pay to go see a movie. Correct. But you walk out with nothing more you than you walked with in nothing. with. Right. You, you walk, walk you, out with an experience, correct. a story to tell. That's the problem with calling them, that we call them digital goods because we think of them as a skin or a hat or sure. something, so they call it a good. But it's actually not. You're paying for an experiential thing. Well, and... To that point, this is this is stuff that, you know, before five, ten years ago, you didn't have a way to monetize it. Correct. Right. Like now that you have the Internet and and uh, a DLC added content, those kind of things like that value is now written in permanently. And and I'm not saying that there is. No, like that there is I'm not saying that there is no value. I can I can. What I'm saying is, is that like the fact that there is a a lock like a lot of times if you buy a skin, you can't you can't skin trade it. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's not something that will have any kind of intrinsic value that can increase or decrease. I I like the game. Exactly. And I like your comparison to an experience because it is very similar to that. But what? What a weird experience to be paying for. I want my power armor to look like this. I'm willing to pay $16 for it. And by the way, the amount of money also that we're paying for these things is when you think about it, ridiculous. And and while the millennial generation is partly to blame for that, we have to accept part of the blame. I'm telling you, Gen Z is way worse about it than we are. Yeah, they they are are because they they learned it from us. It's It's not full power. It's normalized. No, it's not full power. Don't you give me that PSA. I learned it from you, millennial. But it's the truth. Uh, it's true. I don't, don't want to be responsible. But it's for the that. truth. Don't, okay, okay, okay. Everybody in here has purchased some sort of digital good. Every yeah. one of us, yeah. right? Yeah, so if yeah. our younger siblings or our children or whatever end up being people who purchase microtransactions and digital goods, can we really in our you know? Do we really have? Do the we really have a leg to stand yeah. on no. to say, oh, this is predatory? You shouldn't do it. Within no. our generation, right? It's pretty split. People who think microtransactions are fine, DLC is bad, blah 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 blah. But those growing up. It's always been there, so it's just normal for them. No, but that it doesn't matter. They need to be better than we are. The generation before us literally set the planet on fire. We still have to be better than that. We yeah. can't just say, well, they did it. I feel you, but this is also one of those types of things where you got to ask yourself, you know, is just how detrimental is it? If it's something that gets sussed out from a predatory point of view, yeah. If it's you know we everybody has talked about you know the the benefits of something like medical marijuana or whatever, right? Again, look at how quickly the national narrative on their marijuana changed because of a generation, yeah, yeah one generation, true. right? So you had. Generations of people who have smoked marijuana and never went to a marijuana cut psychosis and killed anybody, and yet it was still demonized for the better part of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. So now we get to where we are now, and because one generation said, you know what, it's really not even all that serious, let's stop putting people in jail for it. That's the difference. If we sit back and we say, all right, guys, loot boxes or microtransactions are cool, but we could do it a little bit better. And then the future generation gets it, and it's not even that big of an issue because everything has been put out in front. I don't think at that point we really have a leg to stand on in no. terms of the validity or the predatory nature of loot boxes at that. And point. again, we give it value because we assign it importance. Like exactly, that's, that's why that you know when you have someone online who's bragging about you know their the skin that they just bought, and mm-hmm. somebody else is going, "Oh, that's so cool! I want it too." The market is working. Yeah. 
So I guess to summarize, no, Karen, we do like our skins, but we don't think napkins are cool and we're not buying them anymore. They're dumb. I didn't realize that millennials had murdered the napkin market. Apparently we did. Uh, and then I thought I've no, never because bought napkins we do in my shit life. Like wash our hands. Well, we wash well, our hands and, and we use, use paper, paper towel, towel which yeah. is objectively better in every way. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I had to get that thing about napkins out there because people have been driving me nuts with it. So, sorry. They've been driving you nuts about napkins. I've, I've seen like five memes about it in like the past day about like na- like how millennials kill the napkin. So, so okay. When why. you say napkins, you mean like like squares of paper, squares of paper napkin. Correct. Like there's not like handkerchief napkin. No. Well, I think the gen before us killed the handkerchief, right? Like that was. I mean, our handkerchiefs generation. are dope. I want them to come back because you listen, reuse them. Norris. You but like pocket squares, okay? They, they are. They're oh nice. But I get it. Listen, paper towel is better just in general. It is. It is. I completely agree. Well, I, I I think I've had a pack of napkins that sit in the corner of my. My uh, and they're essentially the same kitchen. damn thing anyway. And I, and I just I always no, use the paper they towel. They are not. Wait. They are not. Nate. Paper towel is immensely more absorbent. Okay, and it it's is better just in every way. This took a weird turn. To Nate, let me ask this you something. This is Joe's fault. Those uh, those napkins that have been sitting in your kitchen. Did your mom bring you those when you moved into the house? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah's mom gave us a pack of napkins when we moved into the house. We have never used one, and I'm convinced they will stay there till the day we move out. Yeah. Well, paper plates too. That's something that I uh, like. My parents are huge on. I never. I'm like that's so. Not if waste. I'm in the house. If that's I barbecue. So if I yeah. barbecue. If you're yeah. at a barbecue or you're at a place, you know, like plastic silverware and and paper plates. That's fine. It just, makes just, sense. Just, just, if right, you're nowhere the near the house. As soon as you're done with it, let me bring this back on track. <laughs> this is Joe's fault yeah. once more. This one was my bad. I'm gonna ask everybody a question. What is your favorite piece of gaming related merch that you own? Ooh, my esports jerseys probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, only it's only something that you know I just recently started uh, uh, buying and collecting. But yeah, man, I love being. I'll able tell to wear you them. that the 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 Houston Outlaws sort of Astros mm-hmm. throwback looking mm-hmm. third kit. It's fire. I I'm gonna say I've probably got three pieces okay. that are my favorite. The okay. first is the Buster Sword that hangs above my television. That's in pretty my, cool. In my yeah, that's room. awesome. Yeah. yeah, right. Like it, the way, it, especially because my dad made the mount that it sits on. Oh, that's and cool. And so, like, it's just like it really fits really well right there, especially between the two media towers. It's re- I just love that. Yeah. Um, the second one. Uh, I would say is probably one of my prints that I have hanging up. Maybe the Metal Gear Solid print yeah. that I have in my hallway. Really enjoy that. And then uh, the third one would be the T fifty one helmet in the center of this. The, uh, fall, the Fallout helmet. The, yes. the Fallout helmet. Yeah, Joe. I'm, you own a lot. I own a lot of gaming merch. I'm really, really struggling with this. I've got an original Shining Force with the cartridge and the manual in the box. That's a game. I, I said gaming related yeah, paraphernalia. Point. Um, paraphernalia only. Uh, I've got a, a print from Mass Effect 2 that I really, really like. So the Tali one where she's like looking in the mirror? It is, yes. I have that, that one. same one. That's a great That's a good print. Great print. print. Yeah. Uh, and I also have uh, the Final Fantasy 25th anniversary picture with the uh, Amano art from all the games. Oh, nice. Oh, that's pretty cool. I want that. that I've, cool. got, I've got that framed well, in my we, living room. I was going to say, we know where he lives. It's <laughs> a good point. And you guys mm-hmm. are the reason I yeah. finally started locking my door. <laughs> <laughs> you think locks you got windows. Well, what about you, Robbie? I well, went first. Robbie went oh, you first. Did? His, yeah. uh, his I didn't go. Jersey. Oh, his esports jersey. Yeah, I yeah. didn't go. Well, what's, what's yours, Norris? Thank you. Sorry. 
anyway uh i don't know i got i don't have that much but the few that i have i really like i think one of them i really like actually didn't cost me a thing is i have a uh fifa ultimate team card of myself oh, that oh, yeah. i was able to get at a at a fifa event well, that you, I you think really is like really that cool. street fighter uniqlo shirt that you got too, i man. love both of my street fighter mm-hmm. uniqlo t-shirts which i think are absolutely awesome and uh, I'm pretty sure there's something else, but I think those are like the ones that stick out to mo- the most to me right now. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. All right. We're going to leave the discussion right there, but we want to hear from you. Share your favorite piece of gaming merch with us. Take a picture of it and uh, share it with Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. Thanks so much for joining us for the Checkpoint XP podcast. CheckpointXP.com is where you can find out more info about the show, interviews from past episodes, and a whole lot more. That's all over at CheckpointXP.com. And if you like the show, consider dropping by our Apple Podcast feed and giving us a rating and a review. Checkpoint XP is a production of Beasley Esports XP. Our theme is provided by the band Weird at Last. For the Checkpoint XP crew, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan, my name's Abe Bender. Keep listening. You've been listening to the Checkpoint XP podcast. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, tune into our weekly radio show. For more information and the latest on esports and gaming, go to CheckpointXP.com.